recording. And up, sir. Yeah. To all the killers and the hundred dollar billers. All right, all right, all right. For some of you thought that this was the introduction to Eight Mile. That is incorrect. <laughs> Welcome back to the Brooklyn Knights, episode three. We're happy to be here with you. Uh, and, you know, we just got brought in by Shook Ones. Um, this is your boy, Ness. I most certainly am not a Shook One. But with me, as always, is my faithful and trusty companion. Jay's in the house. Absolutely. And no Shook Ones here, son. No Shook Ones here. Although the first time I got jumped, definitely I was a little shook. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, this is a, an odd one because we literally just finished filming recording episode two and i will bring in episode three because the rule of podcasting says you got to bring stuff out in threes uh so this is gonna be our third episode those are the rules so how are you since our last episode <laughs> since our last episode i'm doing really well man uh <laughs> yeah um excited you know i, I think we had uh, a great episode two um mm-hmm. and it's setting us up for you know, the continuation a little bit, right? So again, each episode is going to be a little bit different and there's going to be nuances that we bring. Uh, but this one's going to be a little bit of a continuation of episode two, uh, but we're still going to dive into absolutely new stuff as well. So I'm yes. excited. Yeah. So we left off at the point where, you know, we, we just ended at 13 years old, right? Um, childhood, it's in our DNA. It taught us important lessons about life that would frame some of the things that we do as adults. Uh, but now we're entering into an era that I think you enjoyed more than I did. Uh, <laughs> at least that's the impression that I'm getting. So, uh, you know, when when you hear the terms like rico suave y papi chulo y el, el pollo más hermoso del mundo, I'm sure those are things that you probably heard coming up because I certainly did not. Let's talk about Mr. J in the 13 to 18 phase. Oh my God, the wonder years. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, we, we, we start to, at, at this age, yeah, we start, you know, the little mustache starts coming out, Ness, you know, and, and you're more conscious of the way that you, um, your appearance, right? You're more conscious of what you're wearing, right? When you were a child, you're like, whatever. These sneakers were meant to be broken in. I don't care that they're scuffed up. But once you start hitting the 13 to 18 range, um, you start noticing that, oh, you know, there's, you know, there's there's girls at the basketball court that are checking you out. And there's, um, you know, I'm heading to high school now and that's, you know, my flyness needs to peak. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it's definitely uh, another phase um, that just also um, allows us to merge into the person that we, the adult that we eventually will be, right? Because, again, that flyness that you wanted to portray, um, that, that for me as a salesperson, all right, is this suit, you know, size 38? regular slim, you know, giving me that fly look. So yeah. Um, it, Damn, it, you, you broke it down. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was wearing off the rack stuff. Like yeah. suits didn't fit, man. I had my shoulders out yeah. to here. It was, it yeah. was tragic. But once we get some sponsors, yeah, once we get some sponsors, they'd be like, all right, Jay, we got you with that 38 slim. All right. <laughs> if, if we can get to that day, amen. So from, from your mouth to God's ear. But you 38 slim. Um, yeah. So okay. 40, Slim, thirty-eight slim is you know it's it's. I mean, European you know, look. It's Italian. I look super Italian, but yeah. Most I mean, most people are, are only hearing us. They're not going to see us, and unless they know us, you know, you fit that uh, that this descriptor that is is known as fit, athletic build. Um, I uh, have moved into the dad bod. <laughs> era but but when i was 13 to 18 i could not gain a pound i must have been a hundred pounds for like the bulk of my life um you know so i could once upon a time i might have fit a, a 38 slim now i'm like uh uh let's not talk about what i am so again let's go back to jay <laughs> 
I'm loving this episode, by the way. <laughs> so yeah, so to set it off, right? Um, so that that 13 to 18 range, right? And here's where, yeah, the um the things, you know, things start um to develop a little bit different. Now we're, you know, we're we're going to high school. The fashion scene is now involved a little bit more, as I mentioned, right? So the the sneaker scene. The, you know, the kind of pants that you're wearing, the guest jeans, the Tommy Hill figure, um, you know, we start developing a fashion sense, right? And in this fashion sense is it starts to take over um, our lives a little bit more, right? So now we're asking moms for, hey, ma, I need a pair of sneakers, you know, do you got $70 for those pair of Stan Smith or for those Adidas, you know, and it's, mijo, tu eres loco. I'm going to buy you some pro kids. You know, so <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you got it's, hit with the money doesn't grow on trees. Uh, even, even though it's made out of paper. <laughs> Man, if I tell you the stuff that she said in Spanish, bro, I can't say it on it. I would not say it, <laughs> but you know, you, it, you might get hit with a chancleta. Be oh careful. I, that's, yeah. that's, uh, I got you. Yeah, man. So, um, so the, the, the nuances change a little bit and here we are now, right? Now we're listening to the the music scene is a little bit more it's hip hop, it's it's emerging. Um the slick ricks of the world are are really uh taking over the airways. Run DMC, I know was kind of tight back then. Um the KRS ones. Um so the the fashion, the hip hop, the the street game is changing a little bit. Your approach to life is changing a little bit. But the sports aspect remains with me personally, right? Um, the the sports, uh, you know, it still embodies me. I'm still playing ball in 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 in, this, in these Brooklyn courts, and it's funny though, right? The, the you're playing ball, and there's, there's even a certain degree of dangerous playing basketball because you're playing against kids that you really don't know sometimes, and a foul on these basketball streets in New York. It's not a little, they ain't touch you. They hit you with a fist in your neck and that's a foul, you know? And it's, it's, you're also, again, now you're developing these other skills of, all right, I'm going to keep an eye on homeboy because that man, you know, that man is crazy. <laughs> well, there's that and there's like, do you even bother to call the foul? Absolutely. Right? Because then if you do, it opens up a, a whole different uh, interaction moving forward. Um, and, and so it's, Again, I say that only to to accentuate the point that we made last episode of th- those things show up later in life in in the ways that we carry ourselves and yeah. the, the ways we move. Absolutely. And do you want to be a shook one on the basketball court? No, you don't want to be that, right? So yeah. So you know, again, um, we're going through this phase. You know, the fashion scene, the sports scene, high school. Um, you know, that that's now a major part of our environment. And I actually went to uh, high school in Queens. So I went to I went to Beach Channel High. And it's funny because remember, as um, you know, when we when we talked about on previous episodes that you represent Brooklyn wherever you go. Now when you're going out of out of state, <laughs> out of borough. <laughs> it, feels, it feels like it's out of it state. Out of state. I, I get you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. When you when you're going out of borough, um, that is funny. The first thing that people ask you is, where are you from? Mm-hmm. And I'm from Brooklyn. That's the way you say it. I'm from Brooklyn. You know, and, and they go, all right, cool. All right, we got you. You're good. All right, we, we understand that. Because you say it with this authority, you know, you say it with this bravadocious that, yeah, I'm from Brooklyn. Did you what? just make up a word, bravadocious? I, I think I did, we need right? to keep a, yeah, I love it though. We're going to yeah, add yeah. that. That's going to be a like a test for the audience later on. Be like, what word? Did Jerry invent in episode three? And you can spell it however you want because there's I don't think there's a proper <laughs> grammar to that well, one. Bravadoshness. Okay. Yeah, but you know, and, and and it's funny again because again, you your embodiment of this place, you, it's just it just reeks, right? You're yeah, I'm from Brooklyn, you know. So um Beach Channel High, and it's actually funny that I wanted to play on the reason I chose Beach Channel High because they had a great football program. And you remember last episode, I was mentioning that funds were not available to us, you know, and one of the things I made the football team, but I needed to pay for my uniform and a uniform 
um, and unless you probably understand the cost of it, it's the cliques to show the past, the helmet. It was like 260. I told my mother this. She was like, mijo, where am I going to get $260? And, and again, uh, my, my mother was a single, you know, a single parent and she didn't have the foresight to understand what this meant to me. And at that age, I really didn't have an outlet to get that kind of funds, you know? And, and, and yeah, I had great uncles that maybe I could have talked to them about, but Nesta never, nunca me ocurrió, you know, nunca, it never passed my mind to tap into, to any of the resources because you're a child basically. Right. And, and mm -hmm. you don't know that, right? Like now I have a nephew. If my nephew says, Theo, it's, you know, primero que nada, bendición. Yes. Que Dios te bendiga. Yeah. So Theo, you know, it, it's, you know, I, I made the basketball team, but I need, I need the uniform. Like in my mind, absolutely. No problem. I got you. But that's me from a, a, uh, first of all, a male perspective, but also a perspective of understanding that this is a development of a child, right? And this is this $260 that I spent, it's just going to stretch so much more. So, you know, unfortunately, I didn't get to play um, football as I wanted. But, 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 but what you're doing for your cousin, for your nephew, sorry, is you're, you're changing a, a generational cycle. You know, that's something that, that most people don't pay attention to, that things that happen to us, right, we could we can perpetuate them and, and cycle them forward and, and recreate this 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 trauma sometimes when it's a bad thing uh, and, and keep that curse locked into the family. Or you could say, you know, I wish my mom would have been able to buy this for me. She couldn't, but I'm going to buy this for my nephew because I don't want him to, to not have this experience. And that right there changes, you know, where before we couldn't have this, you have now opened up the possibility within your family structure, echoing for generations to come. Now your nephew's going to go, Coño, tío bought me, you know, and so, so it may be his niece who needs, you know, uh, a chemistry set, or she may need tools, or she may want, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know to, to go into whatever. Right, so you you just did that. You just made that change. Absolutely, so I, I got to point. I got to point that out. Yeah, absolutely, facts. And, and I think most of the our audience, right, that had the opportunity to grow up in the environment that we grew up, will relate to that opportunity of you know understanding that we grew up with you know not a lot of money, and 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 this was the case because if if they're on your block, you know, it's almost the same environment money situation for them as well, right? So a lot of the, our listeners are going to be able to relate to that. Um, and then a lot of our listeners are also going to say, yeah, you know, we're, we're the ones that are changing this game up for this new generation. My kids, mm -hmm. you know, are going to be different because of the experiences that I didn't have, I want them to have. So you're absolutely right, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, then, you know, going through that whole process, you know, it, it made me as a person now... It's a funny thing, um, Ness, when I became an adult, I started buying things that I didn't have as a child. You know, a professional football jersey, that $250. <laughs> you know, <I'll, laughs> did, did you really need that? Yes. The answer is yes. I needed it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I needed it when I was 10. I need it now, especially as an adult. That is the funniest thing, right? I, I wanted that so bad. And I remember going to, you know, find a football jersey that I wanted and I've bought it and I had so much pride. <clears throat> what, team, what team did you buy? Oh, New York Giants, bro. You know, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm just okay. making sure that because you know, <laughs> the future of this podcast depended on that answer. And, and you, sir, have passed the test. If not, there would have been a, a this podcast That's is all working service. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah we, we bleed blue, right? So, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, and, and it's funny because again, you know, uh, I, I would find myself buying a football, uh, an actual NFL football, a leather football that maybe costed me $90. Would, would I have been able to buy that as a child? Absolutely not. Would I, the reason I buy it is because it means there's value to, to that item for me. So um, again, you know, continuing with the, you know, the high school situation. Yes. I mean, and, and we could talk about the flyness of, you know, what you're wearing and how you, you know, girls start to be a part of, you know, 
our environment a little bit more and and you know it yeah absolutely well, and, and and let's let's move the show into an inclusive space right so right. for for you and i female attention becomes a thing because there's there's those members of our audience there's those people here who were similarly oriented you know they wanted male attention absolutely or the females that wanted female attention and we came up you know what i'll say is this is a social justice part of the show right like homophobia is still a concern for us but i think the needle has moved to uh to a a place where it's folks can be themselves and, and that attention that you desire can come from yeah from any you know anybody any yeah and when we but when we were young like you know it was a very heteronormative environment and yeah so i i think back now to some of my friends who would later come out how terrible it must have been for them to exist in a place that was hyper masculine or hyper feminine or you know like you couldn't go back home even like what's supposed to be your safe space and be yourself because our culture didn't tolerate that to a degree, right? Like we, we, we pretended it didn't exist much like other things didn't exist. Spousal abuse, domestic violence, mental illness. uh, Those things were never really talked about, you know? And I I think that, you know, as you, as you harp on this 13 to, to 18, that's, that's a five year stretch if my math is right. You grow up so much and and things change almost overnight in terms of like one night you go to sleep, you're a kid. The next day you wake up and oh, shit, puberty. And like my body's going through changes. Um, and why do I, you know, you say mustache for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was a freshman in college when my mustache started to peek through and it was like barely there. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I was a, a kid kid up until... But these again, not to not to uh, belabor the point. These are the 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 foundational things that that stack to become the the the, the identities that we currently wear or are trying to negotiate out of some of those things. Because like you, I I do still purchase all the things that I couldn't buy as a kid, right? right? I I have now because I can the first Nintendo. The Super Nintendo, uh, I was going to buy the Sega Genesis, right? But then I was like, I can play those games on my Xbox, so I don't really need to do that. But you got all the games. I got all the games. I, I now have Xbox, yeah. I have PlayStation. Do I need them? I don't. But as a kid, when I was like, Mommy, please, and the answer was no, right? And, 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 and to not even talk about the time where Mommy somehow found a way. Right where you came home surprised that the thing you wanted was there, and you didn't recognize what that woman had to do to make that happen. Right? It's funny we we had no perception of that. Right, we really we couldn't understand what moms was doing. You know, to be able to buy you that that gift that it meant so much to you, but so much she had to consider la compra, la luz, la renta. Something this month I'm gonna have to cut back on, just to make sure that I get this for my for my son, right? That mm-hmm. that I know he's been a good kid and he wants it. I mean, it's incredible, but we don't realize that, right? And now when we have conversations with mommy, or you know, um, if you're fortunate to have your parent in your life still, you know, when you have those conversations, uh, you just they're just a little bit more emotional, right? Because you realize what your mother did for you, man, and. And again, you know, like um, we, I got a nephew and, and that's, that's my goal is to ensure that I'm able to, um, you know, yes, there's going to be moments like now where we don't have a lot of money because of the work situation, right? So mm-hmm. we'll curtail that for a minute, but when we're good, I want him to feel good. I want him to feel that, you know, I can have things too, you know, and it, it's not a stretch, you know, and then we'll have the conversations that when he grows up a little bit to... To, to be happy for what he has and to understand that, yeah, you know, my, my, my parents and my uncle, they, they bought me these items for a reason, you know, and, 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 and they feel good about it. So, uh, now, did you, did you have, um, 
an older brother or older cousin that that kind of put you on to the the, the the rules of the game um because i you know there's if if anybody has ever seen the movie empire uh with john leguizamo um <laughs> it, it, it's not the best movie and i get it's it. a he good tried, movie though he tried to create his version of carlito's way and all that kind of stuff but there's a scene in empire where he's young you know i'm gonna say like seven to ten and he's in his brother's room and his brother is obviously like 16, 17, and he's got the chain with the with the Kango hat, and he's taking the sneakers, I think it's British Knights, out the box, and he's trying to, you know, clean them up. And the, the pants, I think they're Lee jeans, and they have like the crease. So he had he had somebody who was teaching him the ways of the of the of the force, so to speak. So did you have that? It is so funny that you <clears throat> asked that question, Ness, because, um, you know, being you, we, we know each other well, but there's certain things that maybe you don't know about me. And, I, and, I, I, yeah. I didn't know that. I don't. Yeah. And, and that is, man, and, and again, to my friends and family that might be listening to this podcast, they straight up know that, yeah, Jerry had an older brother and that older brother, you mentioned Empire. He personified that role, right? My older brother was, um, you know, and and he, you know, I, I have conversations with my brother, and and he'll. There's no, I'm not hiding anything. My brother was a real, you know, was a real dude. Um, and when I say a real dude, I mean he embodied everything that these streets um, offered, right? And I was fortunate enough to have an older brother where. I was able to see a lot of the things that I might should not do, you know, and and it. I said I, I'm not a shook one, but yeah, there's shit that shook me. I'm not gonna lie, you know. There's stuff that you know, and and there's stuff that it it ain't shook. It ain't never shake me to the to the point where I'm not ready to hustle and, and tussle with somebody. It shook me to the point where. There's jail being involved now, and there's you know there's real life consequences. consequences yes, yeah, it's not yeah. getting your ass beat. I was never shook to get my ass beat because we'll take a loss, but we're gonna dish out you know what we can't dish out too. So I've taken L's like a lot of us getting jumped, whatever. But my brother was man, this dude was just he was he was one of you know he was a real cat or a real dude, and again that allowed me to focus a little bit on the sports aspect of Jerry mm-hmm. doesn't have to worry about getting these new Jordans because I got Jerry, you know, and, and I, I got a shot, you know, I got to give major ups to my brother, you know, that was holding down the situation when, you know, his younger brother's trying to be out here looking fly, rocking those Jordans, playing basketball, trying to mack on all these girls, you know, and, and he's out there doing real things, you know? So Absolutely, Ness. I mean, I did have that older brother. I appreciate it so much. And it's so funny that you asked that question because um, without him, I wouldn't have the opportunities that I have. And his struggles were real. My struggles were real, but my struggles were on the same level as his struggles. Um, So, yeah, um, you know, and then another opportunity that, you know, that came out of this whole environment is um, my mother being a single mother at a given point, you know, the streets are getting a little bit, (laughs) the streets are getting a little bit more aggressive than she would want that she would hope for. Right. And Mm -hmm. she started realizing these kids are, are, they're going to get themselves into some serious situations. So at, at a given point I moved to Puerto Rico uh, and everybody's thinking Puerto Rico is going to be <laughs> it's a better place. A better place. And man, I got stories to tell you about Puerto Rico, but we, you know, we're keeping it, you know, we, we're kind of keeping it on more of the educational part, our upbringing. Right. So I get to right. Puerto Rico. I go to high school in Puerto Rico as well. I finish out two years in Puerto Rico because at this point I kind of got left back because obviously coming from New York, your Spanish is not up to point. Mm-hmm. And me and you had this conversation before. As soon as you get to the island, you're known as El Gringo because your Spanish mm-hmm. is chopped. You know, you're you're from New York, um, but it also you're also introduced to this new environment and this new language. And but they 
it, they're very close though, right? It's funny how close we are, but there's also a lot of distance because of the language barrier, right? Um, but anyway, I get to Puerto Rico. Um, I finally make the basketball team. This takes me on a whole new journey, um, you know, uh, of really focusing on just sports and trying to better myself at, at a young age where I'm trying to mold um obviously your brain, you know, you're trying to get to the point where you are, uh, you, you want to be smart, right? You, you, you don't want to be the dumbass in your class. Right. Um, but man, it was a whole different experience at that point. You know, you just came from, you know, Kings County, Brooklyn to, you know, Gaye, you know, and, and the Boki and, and, and that whole environment. Um, and there's a different, you know, the girls are different too. You know, you went from the girls with the bamboo earrings to the girls with the La Playera shirts and, you know, the Pepe jeans, you know, and it, it, wow. it's- Wow, wow. <laughs> you just said Pepe jeans, bro. <laughs> so <laughs> I have forgotten that that brand existed until you, and now that you said Pepe, then all of a sudden I go Jordash, Sassoon, Wranglers, <laughs> and I'm just- yeah. What? Yeah, but man, you know, t- to tie this part up, man, you know, um, it, it was a really, it was, those were really great years for me, um, because I'm still a child. Uh, yes, I'm going through stuff on the back end. You know, you're still dealing with, you know, now I'm dealing with a new parent. It's my father, a Vietnam vet. Um, that's a little bit different, you know, and I'm I'm missing my moms. You know, I'm missing my friends from from the block, and I'm now forced to live in this new environment where I have to adapt to that, that scene and, you know, the language barrier and I got to start speaking Spanish a little bit better. Um, so man, that, those, you know, those years was, were, they were plentiful. Um, a lot of hard knocks too. Um, you know, if, if, if a lot of the, the people that I grew up will tell you, you know, like, damn, Jerry, you had, that shit was not easy for you, Jay. And, and I agree. Like I said, it, it wasn't easy, but um, never at a given moment that I look back at it and, and say, I don't, I didn't, not that I didn't want to be in those positions. Of course, I don't think we, anybody wants to go through those scenarios, but do, are there any regrets? No, man. You know, it made me who, who I am today. And, and again, here we are, you know? Yeah. So that was, that was it, you know, and, and there's a lot more to it. Um, but for the sake of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I think that's the, that's the point is that we, 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 we're raising this stuff up. We're dredging it up for the purpose of in our listeners mind, hopefully giving them a pleasant memory, giving them a, a, a quick flashback to something they hadn't thought about or, or that had just escaped just beyond the, the, the depth of perception. Um, because those, those, what I call the classic era, Right. So that's the 80s and, and the early 90s. Uh, um, and so, you know, coming up, you're right. Run DMC, uh, Eric, um, Eric B and Rakim, and Rakim uh, nice and smooth. Uh, you know, later on, a tribe called Quest Wu Tang Clan. Uh, hold on, a uh, tribe called how we how do we rock out to that, my man? That we love, we that's love our a joy. tribe called Quest. That's, that our is, joy. that's our thing right there. Uh, <laughs> And and so you know, for me, if if I was to make an analogy, you know, there's there's uh this great series of movies uh, called Toy Story, and in in one of the uh, episodes, I, I think it's the last one, um, the kid, the protagonist Andy, he goes to college, and so he can you know like he's he's thinking about taking Buzz and Woody with him to college, but he really can't. You know, like Buzz and Woody is a different time. And so for me, like 13 to 18 is is my, you know, putting G.I. Joe and He-Man and Star Wars in the box. Not because I wanted to, right? Because if I had my way, I would still to this very day be playing with He-Man, G.I. Joe. But I couldn't. As a, as a, as a young man coming up, you had to do man things. You had to become a man. And the question of what kind of a man would you become right and and what is the 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 model that you have for that you know you had your brother i had cousins i don't i don't have an older brother i'm the on the oldest 
male child in my family, and the only male child in my family. So, Bendito. So, you know, for some, that's prime positioning. That's blessed and highly favored. That's the the prince of the kingdom, right? To to be the 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 oldest male child in a in a in a, in any family, but especially in a in a Puerto Rican family. Um, but how were you going to be shaped, right? And so the things that our parents worry about is like those streets. Who who are you messing with in the streets? Who are the titeres? Who are the drug dealers? Quién son los lo, lo ganguistas, los gangueros? The the you know, um, that's when you 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 start to hear criticisms of your friends and stuff. And and you know you're being a a, a rebel. You're being rebellious. Like no, nah, you can't tell me I'm I'm 17. I'm 18. Like all of that stuff is is that era, right? And and so I think you know for for our our female listeners, it's also gaining their independence and being able to go out the house without being questioned and why are you wearing that and where are you going who are you going to be with and, and like all that kind of stuff uh you know for me i, I had the, the kind of mother that if i decided to stay out to three o'clock in the morning and and not that that it was a choice right I, she made it very clear that that's not a choice that i have but if i made the decision to stay out to three o'clock in the morning my mom was up till 4 30 in the morning because she was going to be there when i got home she was going to whip my ass and then she was going to stay up to make sure I didn't leave the house again. <laughs> That's, you know, uh, and I, and I think our, our peoples can relate to some of that. Absolutely. Right. So for me, I had to eventually put down the toys and pick up, you know, so I, in, in my, uh, high school, I finally got to play sports. I played high school football for one year. Uh, uh, that was a short lived experiment. <laughs> and, and, uh, the the moral of the story there is you're not as tough as you think you are as a football team if you don't have the pads on uh, because our football team got jumped in our home stadium and my mom was like, nope, we're transferring you. So I went to a completely different high school, no football team, no sports, but certainly uh the 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 fashion, the cutting out, the crowd that you passed on your way into the building that looked at you and like you really are you really going to class today? Like like come hang out with us. Let's let's cut out. Let's go to let's go to the city. Did I tell you Beach Channel High was next to the beach? Yeah, Ridiculous. I mean that's I imagine that's what's called Beach Channel. Por si acaso, por si acaso, por si acaso. But uh, you know, when I think about that era right there was there was people getting jumped on a daily and and a lot of for for when i was coming up it was racial right so where i went to school uh we had really big populations of all of the groups so we had we had the italians we had the blacks we had the asians we had the the the, the puerto ricans and then by extension the other Hispanic or Latino community. So the Dominicans, the Mexicans, the Peruvians, and like all had their little uh, squadrons. But what ended up happening is like they came together, you know, and, and that became a, a crew. Um, but then they we were all jumping each other for, for no good reason, right? I remember one day I'm chilling in, I'm cutting out of school. <laughs> Please, mom, don't be mad at me. <laughs> Because she listens to the podcast, but I'm cutting out of school, sitting in front of the school, and all of a sudden a van rolls up, the door whips open, and uh, and uh, at the time what we knew were a bunch of Chinese dudes who were mad hood, just jumped out and started beating the living shit out of anybody they could get their hands on, the and and so we we took off running, and so. <laughs> Uh, Cause I didn't want to get hit. Like they came out with with pipes and bats and poles, like all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not trying to get hit. So I I ran back into the school, <laughs> and I told school security, and they were, well, how do you know that? And I was like, well, let's not get into that right now. Let's just there's violence happening out in these streets, and y'all need to handle that. But it was a crazy time, you know. Some would say the time of cowboys, uh, um, you know, because the, the 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 
word or the rule on the street was survival of the fittest, right? We opened up with, with shit ones uh, as, a, as a reason. And you're going to notice that I'm going to try to tailor our opening, our intro and outro music to the theme of the day, you know? And so you can be shook on these streets. I think you you made a very uh, honest statement before where it's like, yeah, you, you posture up, you, you know, you flex on somebody like, yeah, Brooklyn, what? Um, but you can only Brooklyn what so many people, you know, if there's five of them and one of you, Brooklyn, what isn't going to help you too much. Right. Um, and so, you know, getting jumped, running from having your sneakers stolen. Uh, these are, these are realities that I've, I've shared with other people. I'm like, Oh yeah, I came up and they're like, you got jumped. Absolutely. I got, I got my boy, uh, got his chain robbed and his sneakers taken. And I had, cause I had bullshit sneakers. So they didn't want my sneakers. Um, but my boy had his chain, uh, his sneakers and, and our cash. We had just gotten paid that they were doing uh city, uh, summer youth employment. We got jumped at Arby square mall. Oh man. Coming up out the train around the corner from the fish sandwich spot. Like we didn't even make it out into the street and we got our shit taken from us. Right. Like that's, I say that to people and they're like, what? <gasps> Dios mio. Yeah. That's that's fucking Brooklyn, bro. Like absolutely. Yeah. Uh and, and it's like you say, you know, it, it's we we there's L's that we are gonna take eventually because it's just the, the way of the streets, but you know, we're gonna try to avoid as many as we can, but it'll be a point where you can't. And, and that's one thing that I wanted to, you know, kind of um say in this particular part is um, yeah, our female friends, man, and and I, man, you don't know how proud I I am of my friends, my female friends that have made it out of these environments, right? Because when we're growing up, we didn't even think about that, right? We didn't think what what this environment looked for them. Um, and, and now as an adult, I am so proud of the people that I grew up with that made it out of these environments, um, and, and are really doing, you know, just just great you know and and mm -hmm. i i for a long time i couldn't understand what that was going to look like for them um but yeah and, and one other thing that i wanted to ask you nestor is being a you know you are an older brother and you know how was that pressure for you in your household you know how how did that um shape your childhood as well because yeah you know as as we know in this um this latino community or the machismo part like how was that for you yeah, you know, it not in the traditional sense, I think. And and you know, it might be a good, it might be a bad thing. You you'd have to ask my sister. So I, sure. I think that I never I didn't come up as as a what what would be described as a hood cat. Right. So my mom was very uh protective of me and and ensured that I, I had the kind of upbringing that, you know, I wasn't around active I wasn't actively around uh, like drug dealers, because drug dealers are always the bad guy, right? It's like Nazis in the movies. The drug dealers are always <laughs> the bad guy, and then right next to the drug dealers are the are the gangbangers, or, or you know the cats that that roll tight and, and go rob people, and those were the titeres. Um, I didn't I didn't have a lot of that, you know. And if I did, I was I was shielded or protected from it. it was stuff we didn't talk about, right? right? And so, um, so for my sisters, I think what what they got in the form of an older brother was just somebody who. For in a lot of ways, and I, this is gonna sound mad arrogant, but you know, I was smarter in a lot of ways than a number of the people around me. And so, how do we we respond to situations? How do we do that stuff without using violence as the thing? Because I was not a, a violent man, right? Did I did I talk violence? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we we do that. But did I do actual violence to people? No, that that wasn't a, a part of of my thing. And so. I don't know that my sisters would ever be like, I'm going to get my brother to go beat you up because I was not the brother that would show up and beat somebody <laughs> up. I would show up and I would ver verbally destroy you, right? I might I might send you back to grade school to go learn to read, but I certainly wasn't going to bust you up and put you in a hospital. That that was not my... They'll still leave that, that situation messed up in the mind. Yeah, Physically yeah. Not I, I, could hurt, I could hurt you in other ways. Uh, <laughs> but But... But to be sure, you know, it's there because, again, we're so focused on playing, right? 
playing sports, playing handball, playing basketball, playing catch, playing tag. Or, or as as a, as a young man, like my 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 days were occupied with like how much I could play, and for a long time, a girl, you know, was just another playmate. It wasn't a potential partner. It wasn't somebody to to do romantic and intimate things with. She was, she was just somebody else who could be like another person on the team or another person to catch and all that kind of stuff. When when uh, when I start to think back now about growing up and and like some of the things that my sisters and then female friends had to deal with in terms of how shitty uh, men could be how how problematic mothers and fathers could be how incredibly destructive other members of our family could be to to how you come up right because what's one of the things that we do in our culture um flaquito ven pa'ca o dile gordito que que suba aquí que yo le tengo una comidita right we call people by their physical descriptor you know and it's intended lovingly right that's the bullshit that we apply over like I know I am all but it's really like we just called you fat or skinny yeah. or or the you know the blackest one ay negrito ven pa acá and you know you couple that with going through puberty and coming of age and and like older dudes who were probably reckless and and didn't said stupid shit that i was oblivious to because that wasn't what i was paying attention to like the, again it's to to go back and plumb the depths or plume the depths of your upbringing and the, and the things that you saw and the things that maybe you dismissed and didn't think about um and uh, like what it must have been like for other people um you know I was lucky I had a, a a beautiful multitude of of male and female cousins and I got to see certain lessons being learned and all that kind of stuff um but there's certainly a, a level of it that I'm just like man I I was fucking blind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and applause uh, you know, to you to your mother. I know you said she's listening on the podcast, so applause. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh Doña Luisa, you know, we, I was blessed. Good, man. Um, Good. And and you know, so I think as I look at the clock and we're already at 40 fucking minutes, like where does the time go? But I think it's a, you know, it's a further example of how time flies when you're having fun. We can do this all day, my friend. <laughs> Captain America said that. Um, we uh, we find ourselves with I think the segue to the next show, which will be out in another week. So we're trying to let this podcast drop to you like on Fridays, um, and and so that's my hope is that we're gonna put it out every Friday for you. There'll be new content. So this one will go up uh, this Friday. So in like in two days from now. So like I'm talking about the future, even though you're gonna hear it in potentially the past. Pero está bien. Um. We what we want to do is is potentially talk about like you know to take a page from Mister Rogers who's who's part of my upbringing like who are the people in your neighborhood I think maybe we need to do a a, a dive into like who are the folks that we came up with um, because we mentioned the older brother that's certainly somebody we mentioned the cousins right but there's the the old drunk there's 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 the the Tonya Teresa from the fourth floor that's watching. Um, there's the Russian cat who's, you know, he's the super of the building and he's cool. But, you know, like when I came up, he was always drunk with his other Russian super friends. That's, that's, that's funny I say, Russian super friends. Well, whatever. Um, but, you know, to, to put a, 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 like a, a pin in this conversation, that 13 to 18, what we just called the one D years was, a a incredibly transformational time in our lives where a number of people set down active lessons to shape who we were. So if as kids, you know, we're catching these things subliminally, we're, we're watching, we're being sponges, we're absorbing from the environment. I think 13 to 18, we're making active decisions, right? You said you, you chose what you wanted to wear, how you wanted to be perceived, the way you were going to talk. You made those decisions. Absolutely. And the, again, uh, tying it up with everybody goes through that age, right? And that growing up. But we're talking about it from a Brooklyn perspective. 
Yeah. That's what this podcast is really entire and engaged in trying to do is see it from that Brooklyn perspective, this concrete jungle perspective, and also from that Latin perspective. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and and so you know, I, I think I, I love that I stumbled upon that that analogy in the last episode that, you know, as much as I bled onto uh the the streets, the Brooklyn streets bled back into me to give me something, you know, where um you know the Hulk needed to get gamma rays and Spider-Man had to get bitten by a radioactive spider. We just had to fall onto the street, <laughs> you know, and and have some of that gravel. I think I got some gravel in me sometimes still. I'm sure you do uh, from from the dumb shit that I did. Uh, but it 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 has created, you know, to 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 move the timeline forward. Um, for us to to now look back introspectively, and and the beautiful thing is that this journey is organic. Like we didn't plan for this conversation to go this way. So that we could have these reflective moments and be like, oh shit, right? But rather we planned the topic and said, you know, we want to get into it this way to see what comes out. Cause I think that's the most honest way to give you a sense of like what life was like here uh, in Brooklyn and, you know, in some cases in Puerto Rico. Um, because there's there's so much of that in us, you know, from wherever we may be. And a large part of the folks that we're sharing this with are from Brooklyn. But, you know, if you were in Manhattan, if you were in Queens, if you were in Staten Island, uh, in the Bronx, you had similarly cast experiences that that shaped you. Uh, and and but there's a little bit of a different sasong or flavor to it. Right. And and so I can't speak to those. I can speak to this one. To El sasong. El sasong de Brooklyn. So. Uh, on that note, what what I'll say is, it looks like next episode is going to be called uh, "Who Are the People in Your Neighborhood?" as a as a Mister Rogers reference. So we want you to get excited about that. Uh, but if you've liked what you've heard through episodes one, two, and three, we want to hear from you. So visit us on Podomatic dot com, uh, Brooklyn Nights, right, is the name of the podcast, or email us BKNY Podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Uh, we want to know if you're liking it, if you're not liking it, but most certainly where you would love to see the conversation evolve to next and who would love you would love to hear from. Because uh, we'll reach out to celebrities. I, you know, we'll do it. I'll put it on Instagram. I'll put them on the spot. That's the game plan. We, we, we want to, you know, and, and, and not, you know, and it's not just to have a celebrity, right? It's to have somebody that can speak about what it is from their perspective as well, because we want to bring in people or have conversations with people that are also from a specific upbringing, environment, cultural. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, let us know who you want to, you want us to tap. We, we got the and, skills. And we got the skills. And, and the other thing I want to say as, as a throwback, right? So, you know, it may sound like through the course of our conversation that we're casting people into certain typologies and all that kind of stuff. And I know enough now as, a, as, an, as an adult that has learned about life to, to not put people in boxes. So when, when I do those descriptors, it's really to give you a sense of like, what is the, the, what was the way it was taught to us or, or we were made to understand these concepts? So, you know, when I look at a drug dealer and I say that he's the bad guy, I don't know why he's dealing drugs, right? All I know is that drugs are illegal, and, and so that was cast as bad. You know, when you say that somebody's a member of a gang, I don't know why you choose to be a member of a gang, right? Maybe you didn't have a choice. I don't know that life. I can only speak about it peripherally. And so I, I recognize that you too had to make choices to survive in this world the same way we did. And, and maybe you got offered different uh, uh, options. Um, but we still have a healthy respect for those people that have been able to put together a semblance of a life uh, and and make it work for themselves, you know. And, and so uh, if if we offend folks with some of the descriptions, it's it's meant in the storytelling sense. And that's not an excuse to cover like, you know, we're not going to drop the N word on this show. We're not going to do and say certain things. 
Um, but I just want people to understand that it's not coming from a place of hate or judgment. This is what we learned coming up. And we also want you to see that that we're growing our and evolving our perspective as we move through this thing called life. And so people have an opportunity to be different things at different times. Um, and so so we respect, we see, and we honor that. And, and we don't want anybody to feel like, yo, man, they're throwing shade at us. Nabi, it's, it's all love. Nabi. At, at this point, it's all love. Yeah. Yeah. We welcome so Jer- them all. What, uh, outside of bravadociousness, what are the magical gems you have for the people as we say goodbye at the, <laughs> at the 45 minute mark? Uh, I, you know, it, there's so many words that we can throw out there. Um, you know, these streets just blessed us with so much <laughs> vernacular. Um, yeah. you know, and, 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 and those words are, you know, some of the words that I use are not common to the same parts of Brooklyn that you're from. But yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get into those throughout the show as well. But again, just thank, I want to thank the listeners. Um, you know, I think we have, again, provided a healthy platform, conversation, topics of what it is that we're trying to do with the show and what it is that we want people to take away from it. And it's like you say, we, you know, we, we will bring topics to, um, to to the show, but those topics are gonna they're gonna it's a it's a roller coaster, you know. We're gonna go up and down, and we're gonna dive into some stuff that's you know that's different. But it's always coming from a perspective of of joy, of happiness, and and really a place where we want people to reminisce. We want people to remember what it was to be back in the days, and then look at themselves now and be proud of where they're at now, you know. Because yeah, you mm-hmm. know. We we grew mm-hmm. up on certain sides of uh, of the tracks, but here we are, mi gente. You know, we're yeah. doing it. We're 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 struggling still. Many of us are still struggling, but we're continuing to do what this life has given us, and we're continuing to grow at whatever age. It doesn't matter. This show is meant to give you that 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 enforcement. You know that. <laughs> You know, take that time to listen to us and and reminisce a little bit. You know, be happy about where you came from. Um, If it's from Brooklyn, if it's from Sweden, Mexico, wherever you at, just reminisce and understand that you also had an upbringing that catered or that molded you a little bit. Um, And, you know, our perspective is from a Brooklyn perspective. um, And that's what we're going to give you all day, every day. So, yes. Amen. You know, take it away, my man. Uh, the the closing thought for the day for me is joy, pain, sunshine, <laughs> and rain. Come it to me now. So that you know, I think that's that encapsulates that that thought. Um, you know, what you said to me to 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 do a callback sounded like the captain selecting his team onto a team where everybody's welcome, right? And so, wh- what are we trying to do? trying to spread love the Brooklyn way. Mi gente, estamos aquí para ustedes siempre. Que Dios te me cuide y te bendiga and que te acompañe. And, you know, we said there may be moments where you might be shook, but when you come to this podcast and hang out with us, you certainly are not a shook one. And so we thank you for giving us your ears, giving us your time, giving us your attention, and we'll see you in the next episode. To all the killers and the hundred dollar billers. Your eyes are real.